It's been a long road, six months to be exact, but we are finally on our last Daniel Craig Bond movie, No Time to Die. I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. You've tuned into the 48th episode of We Used to Talk About This at Work. So, um, I don't know, guys. Uh, obviously, Josh is here. It's been a long road, you know, six fucking months of this. How, how are you guys feeling? I don't feel as downbeat as you clearly are. <laughs> it's it's uh, the end of an era, man. Yeah, I get, I get, I get what you mean, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been fun. It's been good. It's, um, it's, it's melancholy. It's bittersweet. Yeah. So it's it's been a good journey. But as we approach I've enjoyed this ride. Unlike uh some of the other journeys we've been on, like I've been excited because the the newer movies I haven't seen, so it was something fresh for me to watch to get into. So I enjoyed this ride. And I feel Mm. a little bit of British inside me now. (laughs) We're we're all a little British, aren't we? (laughs) Just a little. Yeah, I, I think it also depends on the quality of the film in question. Uh, and for me, this is one of the better ones, which makes, you know, talking about it a bit more enjoyable, I guess. Not that it, it's never not enjoyable. Yeah, that's fair. That's Wait. fair. It's just, I don't know, like, um, obviously, you know, we, we never did like a whole series of movies. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, it's just, of, you know, these movies were of varying quality. And it's just kind of nice, you know, watch some shit and just be like, all right, um, here are my thoughts. Here's my thoughts on a 15-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, Daniel Craig's been born for longer than any other actor. He did it longer than uh, Roger Moore, question mark? Yeah, fewer films, but um, more time, I guess. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, so we were talking pre-show uh, about how Japan does not do daylight savings time. And the U.S., as of recording of this episode, we sprung forward last week. And Josh was saying that the, is it the U.K. or Europe? I can't talk for the rest of Europe. I'm not too sure. But I know the U.K. does have daylight savings time. But it isn't, as of the recording of this episode, till next week. So there's a two-week gap between the U.S. and the U.K., which is why I was slightly late to today's recording because yeah. I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cause I, I thought that the um, countries that participate in daylight savings, we all just did it at the same time globally. So that's mm-hmm. really interesting. It makes sense. But I think these laws come from quite a long time ago before the world was as interconnected as it is today. So that's fair. I guess everyone has their own method. Do you see how they're passing the, Bill to get rid of uh daylight savings time. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, we're finally getting some real headway into like getting rid of this <laughs> shit in this country. Yeah, you never really know, like, because you know it's always been a thing when we do it to hear when I got here, it's like, hey, some some days it's gonna be darker uh earlier or stuff like that, versus okay, you gotta remember to do your clocks and everything. 
So I think it makes sense. There's no, in my opinion, I, unless there's something bigger reason why I don't, I don't know. I just don't understand of it in today's time why we need to do that. Right. Cause like, I don't know how I started that myth about like, oh yeah, it's the farmers and then and the animals. It's like, that's not why. Teen, like t- Teen Titan taught me that. T- Teen Titan taught you what? Uh, that it's the farmer's fault. Right. But it's actually not. <laughs> It lies, I, lies. Wait, wait. So, so, so that's. I thought that was a joke on the show, but that's the real reason. Like, it's something to do with farmers. No, no, that is a joke. Like, it, it's been a long-standing rumor that, like, oh, that's why we do it because of farmers, but that's not the actual reason. Uh, why is daylight savings? Um, started in World War during World War One. Um. Yes, I'm not going to look into this. This is getting cut, but it's not because of the farmers. I know you should leave that in there, but like, yeah, it's because of World War One, and we just move on from there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so something else that I want to, uh, something I want to ask Josh about. Um, so right now in America, um, it is tax time until the middle of April. What is tax time like there? I know that I have access to Google, but I also have access to you. I think in this circumstance, you might find Google more um, helpful. You don't pay. Ta- you don't pay your taxes. No, I, I was just about to say that. I, I was oh, about to say he hasn't paid his on. taxes in. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a runner. <laughs> um, no, the, the way the way it's done here is it just comes automatically out of your wage slip, so we don't have to do anything ourselves. Oh, you wait, no. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, like for in like uh, for like regular jobs, they take taxes out. But then at yeah. one point in the year, we we are like, okay, I earned like of all of the jobs that I had, whether like my employer took money or if I were self-employed, this is the mm. income that I've made. Like, you guys don't have anything like that. Yeah, I think I've only had a job for like a couple of years. We do have something like that. I think I couldn't tell you when it is. Um, but I know I'm pretty certain I don't have to do it. Otherwise, I'm in trouble. But um, in other countries like Japan, the government does it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, you know, how, right. We don't have like for us, we have to get our W2s and do everything like that to where other countries, the government goes through and does everything. And then they'd be like, oh, you owe us X amount of money or, oh, you get this money back. So in other countries, the government does it for them. Yeah, so like, in, I believe in the '90s. Uh, this is the first time I'm gonna actually confirm somewhere that I worked on air. Um, so I used to work for H and R Block for a really long time, um, which is a tax company and uh, tax services company in North America. Um, I'll say that. And in the '90s, they fought hard against some legislation that was trying to set up taxes like that. Like, like Matt, what Matt was just saying, where we don't have to file every year. It's just like one universal thing and you just go on your business. But, you know, H&R Block didn't want to go out of business. So, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, ideally, that would that seems easier. Like, I'm curious to know how that would work for, like, individuals that are self-employed, you know? Right. Well, That's probably where, you know, they're going to have to do... Um 
those are the ones where you're going to have to actually go to somewhere to make your documents. But anybody else, if you, I mean, if we're doing some side stuff, like right now, if you're doing like investments and stuff like that, I want to assume that if we was in one of these countries where the government d- did our stuff, that would just take care of your basic job stuff. But yeah. any other extra money you'll get, you probably have to submit those documents and stuff like that. And it's like more and more with this digital age of like influencers and stuff, like more people are being considered quote unquote self-employed, right? Like if we actually made money from this podcast, like that wouldn't be taxed. That's just money that we have to figure some shit out on. I guess we would have to actually start an LLC because we don't want that in either of our names. Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, getting off, uh, getting off track there. Um, Josh, you have recently gone on a trip with your lovely girlfriend that you refused to marry. Please tell us uh, about that trip. Yeah, so um, we went to Bruges, which is in Belgium. Um, it was quite spontaneous. Um, yeah, in, in January, she was just like, yeah, but there's a holiday in a month's time. And I was like, cool. She has these, um, she gets points through work, which you get for um, doing well, I suppose, being helpful. Do they take the points away when you're doing bad? Like, play mm, <laughs> for work, that's going to be five points. That would be harsh. I don't, I don't believe so. If that is the case, then obviously she's been very well behaved. I, I think that, I think they just don't give you points. Like at my work with the same scheme and I've got um, none. <laughs> So, uh, but she's accrued about six hundred pounds worth, which is eight hundred dollars, I guess, uh, which turned out to be enough for a holiday. So um, she just booked us a holiday to Bruges, and we went there for a nice weekend. Um, and yeah, it was, I'd recommend it. It's a very nice city, I and mean, obviously very far if you're not, you know, in Europe. But for us, it was like a train ride away. Hold up, how? When did the dollar get so strong? Six hundred pounds is. $790. What the hell happened here? No, it has got strong. In the last months or so, uh, the dollar keeps rising. So when I have to uh, pay my uh, rent in yen, uh, yeah, the dollar is strong these days. So mm. let it keep going. <laughs> Josh, what, what happened, man? Like y'all had Brexit and then, you know, we got rid of Trump and it's just like, we're doing good over here. What the fuck y'all doing? <laughs> That's all right. Um, I mean, yeah, currency fluctuations. Talk about this for a long time, but um, dollar was very strong in the nineties as well, as you'll remember, and I won't because I'm <laughs> a small child. <laughs> well, excuse um, me, young man. Excuse me, <laughs> you old ass dude. <laughs> <laughs> Your words, not mine. Um, so, yeah. all right. So, Actually, uh, you guys are in Bruges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a uh, yeah, just a lovely time. Just a walking around. The very bad. I'm a, so I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat meat. Um, I'm, really? I just went with the assumption. How have we just? Shocking, we've known you for six. <laughs> we've known you for six months. How have we just learned this? Because we haven't been to dinner together yet, and so <laughs> these things don't come out. <laughs> hey man, don't be saying shit like that. Because I swear to you, when I get back to the UK, like don't be like I'm busy that 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 day. All right, like we're fucking oh, yeah, hanging I'll, out. I'll pen it in the diary yeah oh oh um, speaking speaking of said diary we're this is going to be like a really spastic episode i'm full of coffee right now where in the fuck is that book josh ah 
uh, I was doing. Don't, don't be saying I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in my diary to remind myself. No, what the fuck's the book? Matt so, asked me. Like, me and Matt were talking one week, and he's like, "Did did Josh send you that book?" And I was like, "No." Uh, I was making sure. I'm like, I just want to make sure that you sent it to the chat, and like maybe maybe I missed out on it. So I was like, "Hold up, did he send it to you and not me?" Mm-mm. No, I I this morning, um, I I found it. I, I couldn't find it for a while which is worrying because it's a whole novel, uh, but I found it, uh, downloaded it. And then I was going to send it through Facebook, but I forgot my login details on my computer. So I'm good. You have our email, man. Do I have your email? Yeah. I do. I, yeah. I, 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 all right. I'll, I'll email it to you and then you can no, send it's, it. It's our, it's our email. Oh, you share it? We both. Yeah. Oh, perfect. All right. It, okay, it, I'll, it, I'll do that. I'll it's do the that. podcast email. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll send it straight there, and then it's it's done. So when Josh <laughs> returns, what is this? This is March right now. You're going to be back in May. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What's he doing in May? That's when we'll bring him back. I, I don't mean, know. If, don't I don't know, know for what movie, but I'm just saying, like, he's. Because I, <laughs> I was like, wait, there's another Bond movie. I thought, I thought the ending was pretty explanatory. Oh, <laughs> No, no, like we're, we're finally free of the shackles of these James Bond movies and we could just have a regular fucking movie discussion with him. When you come back in May, I don't know what it is. We're going to be like, where's that book, Josh? Uh, well, you won't because I'll have sent it to you. Definitely. I promise. I swear. <laughs> okay. All right. So you are a vegetarian. Is your girlfriend one as well? Uh, I think when you live with someone who's vegetarian, you kind of have to make your diet quite malleable and, and but here's uh, the deal josh and know. once more we're, we're we're cousins so i'm going to continue to shit on you um but <laughs> you live with other people too and i assume mm. that they aren't conforming to shit that's got to do with you so i live with my girlfriend's family right. saving money um her parents are both vegetarian oh well that yeah. was a fucking twist she she um so she's the only she, carnivore in the house huh well, no, no, no. So she um, likes the idea of vegetarianism. She doesn't like eating meat. Well, she does it taste good, but also ethically she doesn't. So <laughs> she's always happy to get the, the veggie option. Um, and her siblings have quite different diets anyway. So even before you know I arrived at the house, they all ate different meals. So, yeah, you know, I haven't shaken things up. I don't have that on my conscience. Okay. okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what I was saying is, um, in the UK, if you're even if you're a vegan, it's it's very easy to get whatever food you want. Um, the cuisine is very international, and you know there's all sorts. You go to Bruges, not the case. It's just everywhere is just um, beef stew and chips. That sounds like, say chips, my kind I mean, of like fries. Oh yeah, no, no, it's. Um, I would have loved it a couple of years ago. <laughs> it's really good food. It's just, uh, yeah, I subsisted on cheese croquettes and beer for most of it. That sounds like Which a vacation. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a warning in case you're, uh, in case you don't eat cheese or whatever, you're not, you're gonna starve. <laughs> uh, oh wait, are you vegan or vegetarian? I just vegetarian. Otherwise, I would I would be dead. I wouldn't be here right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Right. No milk. <laughs> no cheese. No eggs. No. Delicious eggs. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, can you eat eggs? 
That's that's vegetarian, no. right? Eggs? No. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's that's vegan. No, no, vegan don't vegan eat eggs. Yeah, but just thinking yeah. like what eggs are. That's why I was like, is it okay? Oh. Yeah. For a vegetarian, eat it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's not. There's yeah. no meat in that yolk. It it could have been a chicken though. Well, it's already I... sort of not dead, but yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. It's, uh... I don't think we have the words to describe that. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, uh, what you what you been playing, man? Um, so I've uh, boarded the hype train and I got <laughs> Elden Ring, um, just because I was so bored of all the other games playing. You're so bored of playing a game where you can save and you know when you die you don't have to start <laughs> all over. You know, That's little correct, things like yeah. that. Yeah, I so- I did play Dark Souls ages ago. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. I thought I might as well get this one. It's exactly the same, which is good, I guess. Um, yeah, you're an Xbox guy. Like I played mm-hmm. um, on PS5 Returnal, which is a Souls. I think the term is Souls Light. And right. yeah, I was like, this is fucking stupid. Why are people doing this? <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. Is it by the same company? No, it's uh I forget it's a it's a newer company. I think Sony just okay. acquired them. Right. But no, like um, so I've been getting games from the library to be like fiscally responsible, and they'll give you like two weeks with a game. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. I had that game one week before I cleared the first area. Really? And I was like, oh, fuck gosh. this. I I returned that shit early. <laughs> I don't blame you. Have you played Elden Ring? No, is it on PlayStation? It's on everything. Yeah. I don't think it's on Nintendo, yeah. but everything else. I've seen a lot of clips of it and people dying off stuff, people creating different characters, but I haven't played it myself. How do you like it so far? It's good. It's very difficult. It's very hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that's, that's 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 the parts I, I've been reading that it is. Yeah, that, well, that's part of the appeal. Like it doesn't hold your hand. It's not just fighting stuff is difficult, but like, you have no idea where you're supposed to go who to talk to um but that's uh, that's kind of what makes it different um it's multiplayer insofar as people leave like little messages around for you and these messages will give you little hints but even the messages themselves are really restricted by what you can actually say so everything is kind of done in innuendo and euphemism so you'll come across a little message telling you to jump off a cliff and like some other player has left this for you and you don't know if to trust it or not so you jump off and then you fall to your death and you're like fuck's sake <laughs> uh, it's a lot like that but um it's, it's good fun so far next time i see you i'll i'll, I'll tell you I've, I've given up in it because it's too hard probably but i mean that'd be a few months away so it'd be like oh yeah i totally i got like to the middle of the first area and then i was like well i'm done did you, yeah, did you buy the game tutorial. i i did yeah yeah as opposed to stealing it or well um <laughs> do, is there anywhere you can rent or borrow a game like like i said like i've been like borrowing games from the local library yeah i, I guess our library is exclusively books i think I'm not okay. too sure um i don't buy games very often though so when i do want to play a game i think but i don't go out and buy it i just get it straight from the online store so it's just more convenient Oh, you're wait. You're all you're you're an all digital person. 
I don't, I, I don't define myself that way, <laughs> but uh, just for convenience, usually, yeah. I appreciate the convenience of digital, like not having to get up and get a get a disc, like like mm-hmm. you know, in my house, and like yeah. I have pretty fast internet, but I don't know. It's just this is that old part of me where it's just like I don't like the idea of like you can they can take something away from me so well um, they're not going to are they like if they delist (laughs) the game oh right okay um yeah that happened to cyberpunk originally on the yeah i mean that of of all those issues yes they did delist it for a while on the store if i guess if you already downloaded it but i mean i played that when it came out and really enjoyed it so i I would be quite indignant if (laughs) they turned around and said no you can't play this anymore what is your opinion on digital games, Matt? I get both um uh, both ideas, but I'm kind of like I'm kind of like you, but not for the reason you said. It's kind of like I like to have the collection of it. Mm-hmm. I like to have the it's kind of like uh books where you know you can get it all on a Kindle or whatever, but I just like having the hard copy of a book uh where I just like to have the cases of the games and everything like that. Just as I look through it, I'm like, oh, I remember this game and stuff. And yeah, but I understand the convenience of just having it already on your system and everything. But me, just personally, unless it's something simple like a demo, I mean, um, what's the last game I downloaded? I can't even remember. But like, oh, my son Switch, I would, I used to do that stuff a lot of times. But now, because it's easier for me just to put an SD card into the Switch versus trying to get more room on the playstation too but also like i said i just like having the uh hard copy for a collection and everything i get that um so what have you been up to matt working but when i'm not working one thing is i was able to catch this movie on netflix called the adam project with ryan reynolds have you guys heard of it or seen it um i've heard heard of it (laughs) It is pretty good, pretty good. You have your uh, action, you have your Ryan Reynolds type comedy, but one thing I was not expecting it from this movie, it was pulling on my heartstrings multiple times, multiple times throughout this movie. I got that uh, lump in my throat where it's like, I'm about to cry, but no tears came out, but it was close. I was surprised by this uh, movie, but uh, I, I highly recommend it. Also, um, Gamora. Oh, Zoe Del- Zoe Saldana. She's in it too. So and it's, it's good. Uh, I want you to tell us what it's about, Matt, without getting into it. Like your spoiler-free description. Um, Ryan Reynolds' character goes back in time because his wife. Zoe went back in time and she hasn't been back in a certain amount of time. So everybody assumes she's dead, but he doesn't. So he goes back in time to try to find her and save her and stuff. Interesting. That's not how the trailer describes it. So it's very interesting. How did the trailer describe it for you? Uh, in the trailer, it shows that it opens with him as a kid. 
like his younger self and it's like oh okay this is some fun little movie where some kid is trying to um get past his the death of his father and then like crazy shit starts to happen and then like adult ryan reynolds shows up yeah so since you know that part so when he goes back in time to find his wife he didn't have enough gas juice to get where he's going so he stopped in the time and he meets his younger self and make a pit stop right and then stuff ensues yeah um so looking at the so my my biggest complaint and we touched on this last time uh josh was here with netflix movies is it feels like what they'll do is they'll be like okay we're gonna give this act this well-known actor 10 million dollars and that's where most of the budget went we're gonna treat the script as an afterthought and let's just knock this shit out and what i thought what i found very interesting when i saw the trailer was that it had a decent cast like i love jennifer garner i wish that they would stop giving her mom roles because like she was alias all right she can do some fight choreography she she was electra she was in a shit movie, but like she can do more than just play somebody's mom. Then it had fucking uh, what's the Hulk's name? Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. And it also had Zoe Saldana along with Ryan Reynolds. And I'm like, this is a these are some, you know, high class actors here in a Netflix movie. And you don't see that often because usually it just be like, here's Ryan Reynolds and then some people you've never seen before in your entire life. So really, you had Gamora, Deadpool, and the Hulk all in one movie, and Elektra. <laughs> right. uh, but that got me thinking is, when was the last time that you, TV show or movie, that you cried, or if, you know, you too hard, you don't cry, that you almost cried. The last movie I cried, or TV show I cried in, was the anime One Piece. And I cried twice during those that series. Once where for the One Piece character, people know Luffy's brother dies, dies in front of him by protecting him. And then another one when uh, Nico Robin decided that she wanted to uh, go with the Straw Hat Pirates. And I cried during that. So what's a TV show or movie the last time you cried watching it? Josh? Well, for me, obviously... I have nerves of steel, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very rare that I'm affected in that way by um, something fictional or real, to be honest. Um, I, don't, I don't know. What have I cried at? I should really keep a list of what makes me cry. You should it's put like a useful. footnote on your um, Goodreads, Goodreads, a footnote on your yeah. letterbox. Yeah, I'm a Goodreads, to be fair. I know <laughs> I, I did. I'm sure I have a review. Or it's just, ah, Charlie Chaplin, that was it. The one with Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> no, the actual Charlie Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, City Lights. It's um, so it's where he uh, filmed from a hundred years ago now, where he, he he falls in love with this blind flower girl. She sells flowers, and he basically goes out of his way to. Oh, I can't remember now. I think there's like a, a cure for blindness that he finds for her. And spoilers, she gets cured. 
and then it's when she recognizes him at the end. It's just very moving. Hmm. Um. So, yeah. Uh, since I've become a girl dad, like most things involving like fathers and their daughters, like that shit kills me every time. So, like that. Um. What's that boy's name? <laughs> What's that man's name from Guardians? The main one, Chris Chris Pratt. That um that sci-fi movie he did for Amazon with the time travel, uh, to Tomorrow War or something like that. Like oh yeah. oh yeah 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 okay I remember I watched it yeah that was like a whole thing with like his daughter he met his daughter in the future and like she died in the future but then he had to he he got like sucked back to the past and there was a scene where he saw his daughter when she was like he came home and his daughter was there as a little girl and I was man i had to pause that shit i was just so welled up i was like that's his baby girl she's not dead yet and it's just yeah it's just i don't know anything with 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 daughters i'm just i'm melted except within black widow none of that shit hit me <laughs> and that's the thing in this one um uh, with uh his relationship with his father mark ruffio but then um his relationship with his father, but also his relationship with his mother, it was like, cause I'm a, I'm a mama's boy. So like both of those ties, when they were doing that, I was just like, and then things happen. And then there's like this meaningful thing with the father talking to both his sons, old and young. And he's like saying this stuff because, you know, we already know that his father died, but then they go back and they were able to talk to him. And it was like when he's talking to them, talking about how much he loves them and stuff. It was like that was hitting me in my chest, and I was like, "Don't do it, don't do it." But then you know, Ryan Reynolds' comedy came soon, so I was able to move past that. Just because you are a boy dad doesn't mean that you can't, you know, be in tune with your emotions. It's okay to cry. We need to let men know that it's okay to cry. Hey, man, I cried off some anime, so I'll be the first one to tell you it's okay to cry. <laughs> oh, um, I wanted to tell you guys that there um, has been this rock in Japan uh, for thousands of years. And recently, up to last week, this rock cracked. Now, that might not seem a big deal to you guys right now, but I want to explain the story to you. I mean, if it, it sounds scary as shit, like an ancient rock, like obviously that rock isn't a rock. It's like some sort of like prison, magic prison. And so like now that it's cracked, like some evil has descended upon the earth. Or an alien egg. Yes. Hatched. Yes. Did you did you already did you already read this news story? I don't even know what the hell you're well, talking is about. Is that the truth? But we, we've <laughs> well, seen we've seen well, movies. Well, you're exact. You're 100 percent right. <laughs> That's exactly oh, what it is. So. <laughs> Normally, I just come off the top of my head, but I want to read you this thing from a new news article. This month, a volcanic rock split in two at Nikko National Park, about 100 miles north of Tokyo. Intact, the rock was about six feet tall and 26 feet in circumference. It has been associated with a Japanese legend in which an evil fox spirit haunts a killing stone or shiso psyche in Japanese, making it deadly to humans. Some people have speculated that the fractured set that the fox... The fracture set that the fox lose to cause further harm. So now, basically, what it comes down to, the, the legend is, is that this fox, it's a nine-tailed fox demon, 
that uh, can turn into a woman was basically imprisoned in this rock. And up to a couple of weeks ago, for some explain, nobody knows why, this rock cracked open. So now um, there's two theories that, you know, A, all hell is about to break loose now, or that maybe, uh, okay, so this monk says that uh, maybe the, the fox is going to be a, um, basically a good thing de to uh, deter, deter? Detain? Uh, no, like uh, ward off, no, warn yeah, off against deter. bad stuff. Yeah, deter, there we go, deter, sorry. Deter off bad spirits. So either A, bad shit's about to happen, or A, this demon from that's been let loose from this rock is going to help us. Only time will tell. <laughs> mm, good luck. <laughs> right, so we'll, we'll see. And uh, in unrelated news, or related news, we had an earthquake yesterday. <laughs> Another one? <laughs> I'm sure you have an earthquake yeah. every time we do one of these. Right. right. Or a tsunami, <laughs> or a fucking yeah. typhoon. Right. But this one wasn't at where I'm at. It was in uh, northern uh, Japan. But uh, I'm not saying it has anything to do with this rock. But, <laughs> but I'm knows? also not not saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I did another uh, Facebook marketplace deal. Um, I seem to be doing a lot of these when Josh is on the show. Um, so I bought another audio interface. This one, um, you can put four microphones in it instead of two. And I, I really want to get on this whole, yes, I got people over here and either I'm doing some shit without Matt or we patching in and talking to Matt. I want, I want to do local podcast stuff. I don't want to talk to people through a screen. So like, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I got to figure out, like, I've been thinking about it. Like if we're doing one with you, like I might just keep the camera on me and you just hear a voice so that I can That's like, fine. no, it's so just like, it's, it's, it's how, <clears throat> I, it's how I'm arranging it too. So I don't know. Well, that's fine. Cause even if you do video stuff, you don't ever put the guest on anyway. So you might as yeah. well just be just on you. Yeah. So I don't know. So that's just kind of what I'm, I'm trying to figure out like genuinely like how it would go, but like, so, um, so the interface, uh, for four microphones, it's apparently like four times as much as the interface for like two, which I'm like, that's weird and stupid. So um, I become what I hate the most. And I haggled with this guy on that thing. And um, I was like, okay, I will pay you a hundred dollars less than what you're asking. And they were like, no, fuck you. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And so this is last Saturday. And so then Sunday, they were like, hey, I'll take $50 off. And I was like, no go. Because the other issue was they are um, in Springfield, Illinois, which is like two hours away from here. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, nah, I'm not driving for $200 off. So Monday, they hit me up and they was like, are you still interested? And I was like, for $100 off, I am. And they was like, yes, we all right, <laughs> fine. And I was like, also, <laughs> speed bump. I can't drive to you because it's during the weekend. So, you know, I got to do pickup with my daughter and all this stuff. And they're like, okay, we'll drive to you. And I'm like, oh, y'all coming here and y'all taking less money? Sounds like a scam. And they so needed that money. <laughs> <laughs> now they, they was like, shit, we got we, we to gotta take whatever we could get. 
Yeah, with gas prices the way they are too, like you, you're you just eating up your profit margins here. And so, um, before the dude came, you know, drove out, he's like, "Hey, can I get your phone number?" And I was like, "No, you can talk to me on Facebook Messenger." And so he gave me his number, and I was like, "What's up, man?" And he's like, "Hey, so you got to plug this up into power as well as plug it up into your computer." And um, the thing I like about the one I have for two is like the only power source you need is just the wire to connect it to the computer. So it does the data and the um, and the power all in one. So less shit you got to take. But since this one's bigger, it needs power, its own independent power. And he's like, hey, man, do you have like one of these like 12 volt um, um, power cable thingies? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, I got one for it, but um, I need to keep it. And I'm like, what? And so I'm like, why the fuck can't I just have a goddamn the wire that it came with? And he's like, these are the terms of the deal. I'm like, okay. Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna say I had this cord, but it's thirty dollars for this cord. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I mean, he should have been like, it's it's an extra fifty dollars. So I was like, yeah. okay. So I went to Walmart and I got like, uh, I bought one of those universal laptop chargers, like like the different plugs, so I can mm-hmm. figure out which one it goes to. And so um, he's like, hey, man, I'll give you a, a microphone cord to like, you know, uh, for, a, you know, to say, hey, this is I'm giving you this instead. I'm like, it's not power in the device, but OK. So we meet and he seems like a nice enough guy. He wanted to do music stuff, but, you know, he gave up on that. And so um, he kind of smelled like, you know, he smokes a little weed in, in it during his day. And I'm like, OK. He, he said he's a musician. Okay. And so you gotta get those uh, creative so, juices flowing. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, I get the stuff and, you know, I'm on my way. And so I am, I, I came home, I sat in on my table and, you know, went about the rest of my day. And so the next day I'm sitting at that table editing the last episode and I'm like, hmm, sniff, 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 sniff. Hmm, smells like weed in my house. And I, I know I don't smell smoke weed. And so um, I was like, uh, I need to probably sit this uh, audio interface outside to kind of air out. So I do. And um, I'll go back to my table and I'm editing and I'm like, still smells like weed in here. And then I look at the and I see that wire, that um, microphone wire is on the table and I smell it. And it's just like it's just soaked in like weed smoke. And I'm like, Did, were you like? blowing the smoke directly into the wire like why does it smell this strong yes that's you never seen a rapper rap they be having them having a blood in their mouth while they rap no you're right you're right i don't know why i'm being so insensitive to um to artists in that right. process so i tried to air that wire out but it was just too far gone so i threw it away but it's just like what are we doing here guy i mean you should do the opposite start smoking weed so now you have Everything. a reason why it smells, smells like weed. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt, that's cutting into my profit margins. Oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> we, st- we still not making no money off of this uh, podcast. We're in we the start red. Making- we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the red. Like, yeah, I'm paying for a fucking Zoom premium. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so as we start getting paid, we will buy Zoom premium and weed with it. Donations <laughs> 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 um, accepted. <laughs> So um, 
last thing. So going back to like the last time Sarah and LaMitra were on the podcast, we talked about self-care. And uh, I had my first pedicure yesterday, guys. And, All right, let's. We'll lead. What we'll, we'll made you do it? A friend of mine who will be on the show in a couple of weeks. She was like, "I can't believe you've never like had like a massage or a pedicure or anything like that." And I was just like, "I don't know. It's just, it just feels weird to have people like touching your feet or your back and stuff. You know, like people that you don't know. People that you don't know." We hung out yesterday and she took me to uh, her local salon and I'm like, okay, I don't understand anything that's going on here. They like, we walk in and they like pick your color. I'm like, what color? What's happening here? And we get to like the little chairs and you wait, know, wait, uh, wait, what color, what color did you pick? I didn't pick any color. She's like, no, you don't need that. I was like, oh, okay. Nah, man, get that clear. <laughs> get that clear coat. Look, I didn't know what was oh, happening. All right. <laughs> have, have you done a pedicure before, Josh? Cut now. <laughs> see over here with these antiquated ideas of, of male masculinity and stuff hey what you, what you expect from josh he don't even cry in front of movies so exactly of course yeah. he <laughs> toxic on top of the top i'm falsely masculine <laughs> no, but I, I know but like even as guys I've, we don't it's, it's unusual that we would see the appeal in a pedicure I, yeah it's not i don't feel like it's just something missing from my life I get that. I totally get that. So pedicure, like, I agree with. Manicure, nah. You need to get yourself a manicure though. Why you say that? You gotta have you gotta gotta have your digits looking nice. Get your cuticles. Get that stuff pushed back. Clean them up. But it's, really it's getting nice. it's getting warmer <laughs> outside, man. Get those toes out. The thing with me is, um, I've gotten a pedicure before, but like I'm a uh, ticklish, mm-hmm. so like as they're doing it. I'm always like, <laughs> like giggling and stuff. So I don't really like uh, pedicures, but manicures. Oh yeah, manicures and massages. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was nice. It was cool. Like you know, we sat down and the put our feet in the water, and they hand you like the little menu, and I'm like, I don't understand what is happening. And I'm saying like this, this thing that we're about to do is a hundred dollars with no polish. I'm like, what is happening here? And she's like, he wants this and that, and she's like telling them what I'm gonna get. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's a long story short. It was nice. Would you do it again? I wouldn't pay for it, but I would do it again. Are you gonna post a picture of your toes for the gram so they can see what you got? Nah, cause um, if you want to see pictures of my feet, you guys subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not giving that away for free. Okay. <laughs> All right. What about uh, massages? You you still haven't got a massage? I have not. Josh, have you got a massage? A legit massage? What do you mean by a legit massage? Not like your girlfriend. <laughs> well, no, I meant like, well, Josh knew what I meant when I said that. <laughs> I wasn't talking about his girlfriend. <laughs> no, um, no, I could, I could probably do. What, what do you mean by legit? A natural massage. I probably could do one because I woke up the other day and I couldn't move my neck. I'm still mm. quite stiff. Yeah. So oh, yes. I, I need someone with strong hands to just, you know, caress me. <laughs> but I, one thing, one thing I've learned is they don't have to be uh, like a big dude because uh, my wife's cousin is a masseuse and she's probably weighs a buck oh five. Who's that? Who knows? But she was giving me a massage. 
and she was putting pressure on me. And then like she was supposed to say, you know, let her itai means it hurts in Japanese. So she was like, say itai when it hurts, right? So she's giving massaging my back, you know, it's it's hurting me. <laughs> I'm not trying to look weak. So she's doing it, and it gets to a point where I'm like, itai. <laughs> she's like, oh, go menace. But yeah, her little hair, she was just doing it and everything. Going all in your deep tissue and stuff. Right. So she like the first time. <laughs> that was the first time I ever got a legit massage, meaning it wasn't was your girlfriend. Yes, it wasn't my girlfriend. Um, so yeah, but then my next day, my body was so sore, and it was because she was working on the muscles that I never used and everything. Because, and then I asked her about that, and she was saying it's because you know, you're supposed to get a massage, or not supposed to, should get a massage every couple weeks, every like three to four weeks you should get a massage and to work out those muscles that you hardly ever use and stuff like that so then i got it again like three four weeks after that and then it was less sore but then also now that was like five months ago so is that true though if i had a business where i could charge a hundred dollars for a massage i would also say you should come back next week and the week after that (laughs) well also i didn't pay for you know it's family so she did it for free um, oh wait, dude, I'm gonna mean to ask you about that. I got me thinking. What was your thoughts about the theater raising their price for certain movies? I've been meaning to ask you about that. I get it. Um well, I don't Josh, just I don't know if they're doing it there, but basically before movie theaters had a set price, you pay your ticket, you go in there, whatever movie you want to see. I now mean now what they but it also varied at the time of day as well. Because well, yeah, like very, evening but... tickets cost more than like the first showing of the day. Right. But now they're doing it per movie. So like a Marvel movie will go ticket price would be a lot higher than, you know, a lesser Some known romantic movie. comedy. Right. Yeah. So that's what it is. So I was like, what is your guys thoughts about them charging for movie that way? Well, before you jump in, Josh, so specifically what happened was they start, some theaters are charging more for screenings of the Batman. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's partially because like the movie's three hours long. So it's like you're not yeah. going to have as many screenings for that as you would for something that's two hours. So like yeah. they're, lo- they're losing money screening the Batman. That's true. Yeah. And I guess the logic they can push is that you're getting more of your money's worth for that for yeah. longer. I, th- I think uh you know it's kind of annoying from the customer's point of view but at the end of the day they can charge whatever they want they could charge you know a million dollars if they wanted the reason they don't is because no one would pay for that so they're gonna charge whatever they can to get the maximum profit and if this is the the way they're gonna do that they're gonna do that and there isn't really anything we can say about that apart from I mean, the only thing we truly can say yeah (laughs) but like the thing is like do boycotts work in this digital age I, 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 not necessarily a boycott, but like if, if you're thinking, I'm going to go to the cinema and watch you know, Batman, but oh no, it's, it's too expensive, I'm not going to. That's a boycott. That's not like something you've intentionally thought to do, but it's just you can't justify paying that price. So if a lot of people do that, then they're, just, they're not going to carry on doing that. But if people do still go, then they're going to keep the prices. Um, I don't think that this... I, I agree that like if they feel like this that is an appropriate amount of money to to charge because they're losing additional screenings like okay go for it 
But in this day and age where like the time between a movie being in the theater and being home on streaming has gotten so much shorter, I don't know if that's a good idea. Because like we already know the streaming date of Batman. We knew it before the movie even came out. It will be on streaming next month. Like a month after it came in theaters, it's gonna you can watch it at home, not necessarily for free, but however much money you pay for whatever streaming service is gonna be in your country. So it's like, is this really the time to say you're gonna be charged more just to be part of the conversation? I don't think so, personally. Cause like I know, then they say it was like AMC. So like as somebody, you know, me for example, if I would have went there, I would have went to my theater, pay whatever the price was. If it would have been high, I would have like, damn, that's high. But I still would have paid for. It. I'm already here. But like, do you think people would have been like, no, nah, I'm not gonna go to AMC. I'm gonna go to Warenberg or somebody else, some cheaper place, or somebody that's cheaper than that. Well, the thing is, like the a lot of the time we pick the theaters we pick because it's either close to us or we like that specific theater because we like the seats or whatever, right? We like the experience. So I don't think that's going to deter a lot of people from going elsewhere. Because like in our minds, we have decided this is where we go for movies. And I agree because I would pay more like for a better theater, just like here, the, the theater on base is garbage. So I waited for Spider-Man to be out in town because that theater that I was going to was trash. So I waited, I waited to see it out there. So yeah, we once you find your theater that you want, you stick with it, good or bad. Do you have a specific theater, Josh? Mm, not really, no. Uh, I've only been in London for about six months now, and uh, obviously there are so many cinemas in London. Right. So um, it's obviously for Bond. I saw that in the IMAX, which at the BFI Institute, right in the middle of town. Uh, Batman, I saw at the Odeon, which is close by, but it's not an IMAX cinema. June, or June, I saw in a different part of the country. Um, I saw another film in Richmond, which is like nearby. So yeah, no, it's just whatever's. Again, if you live in a big city, you have the luxury of choosing depending on how much you like the film, what you want to pay, how far you want to go. But uh, if you live in like a village, for example, you've only got one cinema, if that. Right. So you're just so like go the, yeah. So you're just going to pay that price regardless. Yeah. And the thing is, most people don't go to the cinema that often. Right. So they're not going to notice price hikes because they can't remember what they paid last time. Right. Like, especially exactly. now, like where it's like really like one movie a month, really, that's worth seeing in the theater, if that. If that, yeah. <laughs> So what is the ticket prices these days? Yeah, let's 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 look it up, Josh. You and me. If we were going to go yeah. to the movie this evening, how much money would we spend? Uh right, let me look at my local. Let me go for London Center because that's gonna be Uh you want to do Batman? Yeah, I'll do Odeon Batman. Let's do the latest showing. Latest showing, okay. So for me, it would be at 10.30 p.m. tonight. It would be $15.57 at the theater I like to go to. 15, wait, how much? 15.57. For one ticket? Yes. Yeah, we have standard seats and VIP seats, which are exactly the same. I was about to ask you, what was the difference between the two? So is one not like (laughs) you can pick the seat and the other one's like general seating? No, you can pick any of them. 
Okay. That's yeah. interesting there. There's only one row of VIP. So this would be £12.50 right. for a ticket for a 15-year-old or over. So I guess about... Uh, it's around the same. Uh, yeah, it's around the same. Okay, that's that's not as bad as I was thinking it was going to be. It's not as bad as I was thinking either. Um, this week, we discuss No Time to Die. Bond, any thug can kill. I have to know I can trust you. Well, I understand double O's have a very short life expectancy. You are a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. Is this really what you want? Always alone? isn't dead James Bond we both eradicate people to make the world a better place I just want to be a little tidier James Bond has left active service his peace is short lived when Felix turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. Matt, what did you think of No Time to Die? I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I love, uh, I mention this every time we do this, but I always love, they always have great action scenes at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this movie, I like the whole storytelling and how him being out the game I just I enjoyed it. Without getting into, we can talk more about specifics, but yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Before this film came out, um, I predicted it would be for me sort of in the middle of the rankings of the Craig films, because you know, Casino Royale and Skyfall are both, I think, quite excellent. Spectre and Quantum Source, I think, are quite good, but then they're not on the same level. And I just had a feeling this would be, you know smack bang in the middle and I think it is I think it's um I really enjoyed it I don't think it's as good as Casino Royale and Skyfall but I do think it's better than Spectre and Quantum Souls yeah I can agree with that um so I saw this movie in the theater and until I rewatched it this week I was still unsure if I liked it hmm. um, what was that I didn't have any problems with Bond dying at the end but it's just like sometimes i like to think what if and it's kind of hard to get past that that was that was what well i was going to say that was one of my it's not really a problem but i i thought they could have handled it better i i thought even before the film came out what they should do is a an ambiguous death like uh the dark knight rises Oh, no, no, I don't care about that. Like, I don't mind that the death is definitive. My what if is what if you guys had a fucking plan from the beginning and you weren't just making this shit up as you went? Because like the impact of buying quitting and Spectre at the end of Spectre and also um, him staying out the game into like technically he never really got back into into the service until like they did that mission technically. Mm-hmm. you know at the end but like i feel like the impact of him quitting and staying quit staying quit staying um you know staying uh, like off duty 
would have hit harder if he didn't quit in every fucking movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So like it's like little shit like that. It's like this means nothing because like you wanted to quit in in Casino Royale. You went rogue in um, Quantum. You fucking quit and faked your death in Skyfall. You know? So it's like you did this every fucking movie. So like this means nothing that like you've been missing for five years, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think I, d- I do like that they the Craig films follow this continuity, which I think it's something the previous Bonds are lacking to a degree. Yeah. But if they planned it from the start, it would have been better. And I think we talked about this during the Spect episode. Yeah. But like, um, over, but overall, like on this, the second viewing of the movie, I did like it more. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It's just like, I was like, mm, how do I feel about this? Like overall it's good. Um, the whole, he has a child thing. It felt a little fanficy. Yeah, but um, overall, it was good. I think, yeah. One one thing you can definitely say about this one is it's the most ambitious Bond film. Yes, yes. I mean, giving him a child for one thing, they haven't done that before. I think they've done it in one of the continuity books by I think Raymond. What's his name? I can't remember. Raymond Benson. Uh, um, killing off Felix Leiter. Again, they've never. Well, he's never really died before. He's he's. Um, been, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have you not seen um, License to Kill? He doesn't die. He gets gravely injured. But he fucking survives. killed him. It, no, it, I think it's implied that he survives, but he I mean, he's out of action. But yeah, okay. the, in this one, they definitely kill him. And then who else did they kill? They kill everyone. They kill Blofeld. Oh even why was why he even fucking come back? <laughs> I did think he had to come back because he's you know he's the the big villain. I think they actually handle that quite well, considering. I uh, don't agree. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I can't, think... because it's like you you introduce him in Spectre as like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's this big bad, he's this looming threat, and he gets caught, and then he dies in the next movie. I would have rather he be the big, you know, the the arch villain, but I think it would be difficult to sell a film especially a Bond film where it's just the same villain as you had in the last film so I think Rami Malek had to step up to the table in that respect and I can understand I, I think Kari Fukunaga he he was working he was doing the best he could with a bad mess essentially with Spectre and I think <laughs> one of his one of his initial visions for the film actually involved uh, if you remember the end of Spectre where he gets like tortured and he gets uh, stabbed in the brain with like yeah. a needle. Yeah. Uh, his idea was that everything that happens after that in the film is a dream. Mm. Sounds bizarre, but it, it allows him to wreck on that ending and say, actually, this with the ending is probably the worst part of Spectre. You could basically say this didn't really happen. This is all in his head, and would allow him the scope to push the you know the franchise in a slightly different direction uh, and have a more conclusive film in that respect. I guess so, but I think um, obviously went down the less risky route. I think he did the best he could with that. I talked earlier about crying in movies and things like that. So with this being the fifth movie and him dying, I felt nothing. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) so which way... If you guys were going to kill him, given the plot of the movie and everything, what way or what way what way could have done it to where 
I would have felt something for Bond or make me cry or something like that. Because when he did that, I was like, okay, that's he saved everybody and he's doing it. And he he talks to his daughter and everything. And then he just accepts it. But it was like, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any like sympathy or anything like that. Well, again, playing devil's advocate, I wouldn't change it because that actually worked for me. I did tear up a little bit. But I think part of the reason is um, you didn't see On Her Majesty's Secret Service before watching this film, did you? No, I watched it after. Right, okay. So the music that plays at the beginning and at the end, and particularly during the credits, is from that film. And it's the music that plays when his wife dies. So instantly you've got that kind of reference in mind. And also it's a really beautiful piece of music. And uh, I think that was probably what set me off because then you start, that realization dawns in you that they're, they're playing around with that and someone's going to die and it's probably him. And I don't know, it, it affected me. I wish that I, you know, yes, he decided to be selfless because of the nanobots and he could never like touch his family. Um, I wish that we could have like seen like some sort of deterioration of Bond so that it made sense like I'm going to kill myself because like obviously I'm going to die anyway. Like if there was something that was actually killing him versus him choosing to die, maybe for me that could have worked. He got shot like five times. And that scene at the end where he's just like it basically became a fucking video game when he's just like (laughs) headshotting everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But I do like that they did the gun barrel scene in that scene. That was really fucking cool. Yeah, it was in the trailer as well. Yeah. Um, I will say like that opening sequence after well, yeah, that opening sequence after the title when that team is going into the building and like you don't realize the camera's upside down. And then they go into the building. I thought that shit was so fucking badass. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot of really cool scenes in this film. The magnets? Oh, yeah, oh, when yeah. he dropped them down, yeah. What do you guys think about uh, new 007? I yeah. like her. Yeah. I think that was a good direction to take the film as well. It made sense, him being in retirement. And then he comes back and he's kind of brushing up against this someone who's quite opposite him in many respects. I think it's a good relationship they have. Like just outside the movie, I get so tired of like the fanboys getting mad because quote unquote <laughs> they change stuff because it's like what's the point of getting mad because like oh yeah they killed not killed uh, Superman's son is Superman now right or oh man they fucking um um what's his name Falcon is 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 the is Captain America now it's like. These changes don't hold, right? So, yes, a black woman is 007, but in the next fucking movie, it's going to be a dude again. So, like, just chill, you know? Like, yeah. th- these are all temporary changes. Like, these companies aren't going to truly rock the status quo. So, like, the outrage before the movie came out was unwarranted, in my opinion. She yeah, was a cool funny. character. And the people are expecting, they want the same film every time. Right. Maybe they want that. No one else wants that, really, though. Otherwise, the film series would have no longevity. Oh, I liked it. When he first met her, and he, and then, like, when his car broke down, you know, I've been watching these James Bond movies, and then he's, she, when she gets back to the room, and he's like, oh, this is the bedroom? I said, oh, James Bond, motherfucker, black woman? I said, okay. And then it did it, and I was like, ah, oh, he's not. <laughs> uh, I mean, you need to see Live and Let Die if you want to see that. I'm going to do to a kill. Mm. Uh, 
Uh, see, I, I got to watch these old ones. But I was like, when he did it, I was like, oh, okay, he about to fuck a black woman. And then uh, that didn't pan out. But I was like, okay, but no, I, I liked her. Can we fucking give our props to Anna Darvis? Who was that? And when he went to Cuba. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when, uh, when he, when uh, uh, Felix was like, what do he say? I got something planned for you. He's like, I got something waiting on you. He said yeah. something like that. And then she showed up in that dress. My, oh my. <laughs> All right. And not even just that, like when, um, when she handed him his suit and, um, she's like, come on change. And he's like, right here. And she's like, what the fuck are we working? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, oh my God. Like, um, this, I didn't write this in trivia, but obviously the two of them work together on knives out. And like he was like, hey, this this girl is awesome. Like, let's put her in the movie. So like they 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 wrote that scene for her. Like they wrote all that shit for her. Yeah, I heard I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but I think uh, I know the scene was made for her. But there was a rumor at some point that no character was going to be Olga Kurylenko. You know the woman from Quantum Solace, which would make sense. I did not hear that. I thought you were going to say that um, they actually filmed this, but. Uh, that was actually originally they filmed this um, oh. him, him and um, Jeffrey Wright oh right did that happen that they filmed that oh right that, I, I would quite like that as well oh um, my god that's her who, who what are we talking <laughs> about um, the girl we were talking about so I'm like when you said her name I'm like hold up she was in Knock Knock oh yeah Anna Darmus yeah yeah with Keanu Reeves yeah uh, that's yeah. her uh, she's got a she's got a new one that dropped yesterday called um, Deep Water um, with Ben Affleck. Um, I'm really looking forward to watching that this weekend. Well, she had three movies coming out. She has Deep Water, The Gray Man, and Blonde. Oh, she plays Marilyn Monroe in the in the movie called Blonde. Yeah, coming out this year. Okay, I'll check it out. I want, I'm curious to know how she does her accent because like she's that, that accent's a little thick. <laughs> Cause, cause, what is she? She is, oh, Cuban and Spanish. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, um, she was wearing that dress. I was like, yes. yeah, she, she was yes. wearing that dress. And like, I love it when like characters are like competent as shit. And she's like, oh yeah, um, well, she's like, I'm just out of training. <laughs> yeah, no, she, she's like, yeah, these those three weeks of training was good. <laughs> yeah. And she just fucking fucking people up left and right. Right. And actually, when she pulled out both guns. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so um, you mentioned before, so we all watched On Her Majesty's Secret Service. So as someone that has not, because you you may have seen like a, a, a Pierce Brosnan Bond, but you haven't really seen a lot of James Bond movies. What did you think of a Bond movie from the 60s, Matt? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so my first instinct was, you know, when you watch a movie that you know was made years in a different ago time. right <laughs> yeah in a different time right so you know it's from a different time just like you know the look of it right but there's certain things in movies where like they do something or they say something and you're like oh yeah this was a uh, an older movie is when he slapped that girl <laughs> i was like when he when he grabbed her and he slapped her he's like i got means of waking, making you talk i was like whoa <laughs> I was like, okay, yes. Yeah, so this was made in a different generation. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, who played James Bond? George Lazenby. Is he a 
popular James Bond? Sadly, no. This is his only James Bond. And for a see- time, people hated this movie because so this so for five movies straight, it was uh, Sean Connery. And then he was like, I don't want to come back. And so they hired this guy and people were like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, he hadn't acted before this, had he? No, this is his first acting role. There's a documentary about him and how he basically conned his way into getting cast in this movie. Nice. <laughs> I didn't really, he didn't really feel like James Bond to me. Yeah. Now, also, I've never seen a Sean Connery. I've never seen a Roger Moore. Roger Moore. I've seen the Pierce Brosnan ones. So, but like, you know, in my idea of a James Bond is one that is suave and not even charismatic, but like he just didn't, he just seemed like a dude to me. The first time I saw this movie was last year, actually. Um, For the longest, like I've seen every movie except this one. And so like I saved it to last year and it was better than I thought. But something I don't care for is like at every instance they could, they were like, hey, this is James Bond. Like, remember these other adventures? When he was cleaning out his desk, it's like, hey, you see these things he's pulling out his desk? Those were from some other adventures. This James Bond, y'all. Like when he was getting his ass whipped on the beach and he's like, this one that happened to the other guy because I'm James Bond now, y'all. Like, I'm James Bond. So it's like, he. it felt like he, the movie was just like, did everything it could to remind you this is James Bond instead of just letting him be. Mm, yeah, because I yeah. just felt like the the storyline was fine, but it was just like as I'm watching him, and uh, you guys can let me know when uh, Roger Moore or uh, was the other one after Roger Moore? John Connery. John Connery. Did did they used to do? Did they used to have one liners like this? I don't. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But yeah. to me. But like these, you're like the to, ones he see, was saying was you oh, are used to. You're used to Daniel Craig ones where they're trying to be more serious. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, like even up to Pierce Brosnan, it was those stupid ass fucking pun, puns. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like when he do something, he will say something, and I'm like, if they were funny, all right, we could rock with it. But like he was saying, <laughs> like when they were skiing and he went, the guy went through the <laughs> uh thing, and he was it's like, different. he has guts. I was like. Who are you talking to? Not even that. Like, who are you talking to? (laughs) It's also like so violent as well. It just explodes. It's like right. It's like when he was doing these words, I was like, I was like, uh. But one thing I did enjoy, to me, it picked up is when he went to that compound. That's Mm -hmm. when it picked up, and he had to play that guy, and he bit those girls, and uh, he was uh, he was like, oh, I see you at seven. Oh, I see you at eight. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was like, okay, this is the James Bond that I know. (laughs) But uh Josh, what was your thoughts about it? I I had a kind of different reaction because I I read the books before I watched this film. And he's not he's very different to the other actors, but he's very faithful to the book Bond, I think, who is actually quite more jovial character. Uh, you can picture him smiling, which you can't do with Daniel Craig, for instance. So he, it did work for me in that in that sense. As a film, I think one again faithful to the books, but not the other films, is that it's all pretty much in one location. I'm used to the films, him sort of jet setting off to different continents. You don't really get that with this, so it does feel a bit limited in that regard. But uh, 
And also, there isn't really a, a theme song, is there? There's, no. There's the music. There's no singing. No. So I, um, I think it's maybe around the time of Quantum. Like they released, like, hey, here's all those theme songs up to this point. And so mm. I had that album, and I always thought, like, when we got to On Her Majesty's, they had um, the Louis Armstrong song in its place. So I always thought that was the theme song for this movie. But it doesn't play, does it? Does it play in the credits? It doesn't. It's just like music, music. Yeah, his voice isn't in it. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice song, so it's a shame yeah. they, they left that out. Um, overall, I, I, I like it. I can see some people really like it. I know Christopher Nolan put it in his top 10 films of all time, for example, because it it's one of the most emotional bonds, and I'd say up to No Time to Die probably is the most emotionally affecting film. Yeah, like you don't expect like real consequences to happen in a Bond movie, especially up yeah. to that point. Where it's like, we have an adventures. No, nothing nothing bad can happen. And then Tracy dies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah. Tear joker. <laughs> All right. So let's do our rankings real quick. Um so what would you guys rank these five movies? The order? Me, I would yeah. say Casino Royale, number one, Skyfall, No Time to Die, and then probably Spectre and then Quantum of Solace. You will put Quantum but, last? You will put uh, Spectre over Quantum? I think overall, I think if you ignore the last third of the film, it's pretty solid. <laughs> um, it's, they're, they're different films, and I think they're interchangeable in the ranking, but I think it's a bit more enjoyable. So me personally, like during this whole retrospective, I liked Quantum a lot more than I than I than I remembered. Um, so I'm with you until the end. So number one, Casino Royale, Skyfall, No Time to Die, Quantum, and then Spectre. I have the same thing as you. Yeah. Okay. Is it I weird that is it weird that the that the first one is the best one? No, it's not because it didn't have baggage. Like if these were just yeah. one-off movies, we probably the order would probably be a little bit more mixed up. Oh, okay. Yeah, and also it came after Dying of a Day, which was just dog shit. So well, he's never seen that, so <laughs> he didn't yeah, have that true. context. Yeah. Who who was in that? That's the Pierce Brosnan's last one. That was the Holly Berry one. Oh, wait. Uh, what was the first one that it was in? Goldeneye. I've seen one of those. <laughs> Which one was like a, a jet ski on ice? Die another day. I remember there was oh, yeah. there was that ice palace. Oh, no, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm kind of intrigued. I kind of want to see go back now and see what kind of kind of Bond he was. Now, I mean, was he? Did people go, like him as Bond? They liked him in Goldeneye. I mean, actually, no. Pierce Brosnan was solid in all of those movies. The scripts start to slip. Yeah, he's he was very good uh, in the role. It's just the films themselves weren't very good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But oh yeah, but it's got your girl Judy Dench. Mm-hmm. She can't <laughs> do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> so, what would you guys rank the theme songs? Casino Royale. You know my name. Yeah. And then probably Skyfall. And then. God, you know, I think it's the same order as the films. I think um, No Time to Die, and then Spectre, and then Quantum Solace. Same order. Yeah. 
yeah see for me no like I love you know my name like I like how upbeat and like fun and all that shit but then like I didn't care for no time to die before I saw the movie like when they you know released the song before the movie Mm -hmm. I was like this is stupid but like seeing like the context of like everything that happened and then we're on the train and it starts playing and then you see the visuals I was like I not only do I love this song I fuck with Billie Eilish now (laughs) yeah yeah it definitely works better in the context yeah so like you don't like you like Skyfall by Adele no I do that's my number three but like I fuck so hard with um, No Time to Die. Um, so then Skyfall, and I really like uh, Another Way to Die, and I cannot fucking stand the writing on the wall. And I like Sam Smith. Uh, see, I'm the opposite. I don't like Sam Smith, but I actually I thought that song was a hair's breadth away from being great. I think if the chorus had been heavier, just the second chorus, for example, it would have been pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. I feel like it shouldn't have been as slow as it was, me personally. Yeah, I can see that. I think. I mean, I can song, see they were they were going for melancholy. I get that. Yeah, it definitely suits No Time to Die, but Spectre not quite as much. I can see that. Yeah. Um. So do you? Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. No, you go ahead. Did you say your ranking? No, but I'm just saying, like the only one that really like. Just looking at this and playing in my head, the only one that really stood out to me was uh, the Casino Royale one. You know my name. name. You know my name. Yeah. So, like, that's the only one that really stuck through me after watching all these. So, my order doesn't really matter. That's fair. Um, do you guys feel like, so overall, having seen all five Craig movies, do you think that this worked for their experiment of trying to do one long ass story? I say, Ooh, or no, you go ahead, Josh. You're the guest. Go first. Uh, well, he, he's trying. our cousin now, so it's, it don't matter. <laughs> all right. All right. Then never mind. Let me go first, Dan. All right. <laughs> well, no, as somebody who's new to this whole Bond thing, I think it did. Um, you know how Marvel has got me intrigued into this continuous storyline type of stuff. So I love it when you have multiple movies and it shows the progression of the characters and everything and you know um you watch movie four you might miss some shit that happened in movie two so i think it did and overall like i like the his progression as a person i mean it kind of slipped off four i like when you know where he got injured took off and then what movie was it when he came back and he couldn't shoot Skyfall, uh-huh. but that was the thing. That was the third one, and then he was like right. fucking perfect in in four. Well, that's what I was about to mention. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like that story progression there to where you know it had a reason for everything, and then it kind of thing. But I I enjoy all five. I mean, overall, I think it was good. I think it was success for what they were trying to do. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with that. I I think it I think it did work. I think it could have really worked if they'd planned it if they make sure that there was a sort of three-year gap between each film. Um, and once again, if they planned it, so if they actually knew what they were going to do, I think um, I think a continuous story was actually the right direction to take it in. Um, and actually, for the next one, I hope they kind of do the same. I just hope they plan it. So that's all I want. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Like, overall, it was good. Like, it could have been better. 
overall it was good um i hope that they are more focused in the next one next yeah. whatever they do next uh what do you guys think the rotten tomatoes was for this movie 70 mm. i'm gonna say uh, 74 83 all right oh, that's good that. 88 percent audience score all right so this week's trivia question it uh is accumulative accumulative what's the word i'm trying to say accumulative thank you that one so <laughs> this is based specifically off of the movies in the five daniel craig james bond movies how many women has he slept with might be here a while uh wait wait uh because he's the only person he slept with for this one was uh um, she doesn't so this movie technically doesn't count right because she was from the other, yeah from the other one right right okay i can do this um uh, casino royale he slept with that girl he slept with the girl with the oil in her um those were those two and then the, the second movie was which one the second one was quantum quantum no quantum was the oil one right i don't mm-hmm. know quantum was the oil one that's not casino royale so casino royale he did one because uh uh <laughs> hold on one two he did two in quantum uh um, no i think he did one because which one was the Drew one Brayfield's. where he did the is this shit running the one with the scar on her back was what movie was that Quantum. Quantum. But he just kissed him. Didn't go any further than that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'll let you do this. You 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 know him better than me. You do it. You you figure this out. All right. I'll I'll try. It's two in Casino Royale. I'm pretty sure one in Quantum. One in Skyfall. Oh no 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 no. There's another one right at the beginning. So two in Skyfall. That's that's five. Who is your inspector? there's a kind of implied one at the beginning, but I don't think that really counts. Um, so I think there's two overall in that, seven. And then none in no time to die. So seven, I would say, or possibly eight, if you include the one at the beginning with Spectre. No, because he, we saw him walk out on her. Yeah, no, but like sort of behind the scenes. He didn't come back. And Matt made yeah, but, a point of that in the last episode. I know, that was but very you, unbond. You've got this kind of in the days before... Maybe no, that does no, Josh. <laughs> All right, I'll go with seven. We'll do seven. Do you, do you back this up, Matt? Yes, I support Josh. No, you're correct. It's seven. <laughs> oh, oh, good. <laughs> All right. I um, that, but I do. <laughs> so the type of mask seen in the film being worn by Sapin is known as a no mask. Mm-hmm. They are made by carving from. They are made by carving from blocks of Japanese cypress and then later painted with natural pigments. The similarities of the word no and no, uh, and I hope I'm saying that correctly, N-O-H, contributed to the belief prior to the release that Safin was going to be a, a new version of Dr. No, the title character in the very first James Bond movie. And I really yeah. thought that they were going to do that like when they were at the base. And he was kind of dressed like Dr. No as well. Yeah, there was an interview with him and he said his favorite film was Dr. No. And people thought he wasn't being genuine. He was just kind of giving a hint. But I guess it was just telling the truth. Hmm. Or maybe they cut it. Maybe. Yeah. 
with this film, Daniel Craig uh, became the third oldest actor to play James Bond. Roger Moore stopped. His last movie uh, was, a, was A View to a Kill when he was 57. Sean Connery's was 53 for Never Say Never Again. Actually, I should have re- read this because that's not really a Bond movie. It is, but it's not. And then um, Craig for No Time to Die, he was 51. And then, He's 51 right now? I mean... He's 53 now, I think. I mean, he looks good for that age. Yeah. Uh, speaking of looking like shit, fucking M looked terrible. Yeah. 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 Especially when he was like, yeah. uh, is, is this... All right, no. Okay, what he was like, uh, has this desk got smaller, you got bigger, or whatever he said? Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, and it says, all three James Bond movies um, filmed in, that took place in Jamaica, Dr. No, Live and Let Die, and No Time to Die have all featured Felix. Yeah. But all right, this is the end of our James Bond fun daniel craig retrospective it's been a long road and you know we got a new friend out of it so um very nice doing this with you josh um to many podcasts in the future and i don't know when i'm going to be able to get back to europe but i'm not bullshitting we are going to hang out when i get out there yeah um yeah did you have any final words before we get the hell out of here um i feel like you're about to execute me uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no, just um, been a pleasure. Uh, it's been it's been a great joy revisiting these films, and um, I look forward to uh, you know the next iteration, whatever that is. Could be the worst film in the world, and I'll still enjoy it. You talking about with us or? We talking about the, the next show. Yeah, he's, he's, next. yeah, he's talking about us. Well, the okay, next okay. time he's on, he's threatened to bring me back. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Well, you'll you'll get a little bit more input, but yeah, we'll, we'll bring you back in like May or so. You know, give you some time to decompress, and we'll figure out something, something fun. Sounds good. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail Like our Facebook page, we used to talk about this at work. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at We Used to Talk Pod. We will be back next week to discuss Blast from the Past and with our own Blast from the Past, huh? With uh, two guests that were on before. Um, yeah. Also, Matt's going to be leading that episode. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it verbally so that you can't wiggle out of it, Matt. Chad, edit this out. Okay. <laughs> Edit yourself out. Oh. And like always, <laughs> and like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening.